Hey guys, this is the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall. I am your host, and this episode was definitely one of my all-time favorites. I got to talk with CJ Dunning, who uh, is honestly doing a million different things. She's a pro wrestler. She's a football player. She's a bodybuilder, um, and she's got a super interesting take on how she got all of that, and specifically uh, the law of attraction, how it relates to quantum physics, how it relates to uh, religion and the whole thing was just you know it was super interesting uh and i'm really excited for you guys to hear it you can follow her uh on instagram named cj dunning i'll put her exact handle in the show description um and she actually has a podcast coming out with uh former guest amory castillo uh the podcast is uh part-time bros that's ptbz uh and you can find that on instagram and online and anywhere that you get uh, a podcast so go look her up and enjoy this episode For skiing and snowboarding, you were saying uh, Steamboat is wait right, top three mountains. The next yeah. time I go out to Colorado, where am I? Where am I going? Given that I've been to Keystone twice and I've been to Breckenridge once, yeah, I would recommend Keystone, Breckenridge, and Steamboat for sure. Okay, Steamboat is yeah, it's all of the slopes I find are are wide, are much wider. Nice. So um, it, you don't run into, you know, because skier style versed snowboarding, you know, they're doing the back and forth and you're trying to get around them and you can't. So if there's too many catwalks, <laughs> it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. But um, other than that, um, but again, that's kind of, Steamboat's like three hours away, three and a half, four maybe sometimes. Okay. So it's a weekend trip. So it'd be perfect for you. But if you stay towards, you know, the other, the other mountains, I would do Breck or um, Keystone for sure. Okay. What's the kid factor at Steamboat? Like that's, that's my worst night where you like go to the top of the hill and you're, you make it three quarters of the way down and it's great. And then you hit the last quarter of the run and it's just children. And you, you're like, God yeah. damn it. I could kill any of these kids at right? any time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I, 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 I haven't found any of those three to be too clogged up with kids, but I know what you're talking about actually for a real brief time was kind of uh, learning to be a ski instructor when I went to college in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. And I, Wait, it was what? all little kids, you know, like, there, yeah, there's snowboarding yeah. in little Flagstaff, penguins. Arizona. I know. Yeah, I know. There's like a little mountain town um, called Flagstaff and the, the snowballs is the mountain and it's like literally 20, 30 minutes from Flagstaff. Um, and it is, it's a smaller mountain, but it works, you know, and that one was clogged with kids for sure. Um, but so I know what you're talking about because that does get annoying. But so I'm comparing that one and I haven't run into the problem on any of the three slopes I recommended. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind the next time uh next time we go out yeah. there. My uh Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So okay, so you went to uh you went to college in Arizona. Which one did you go to? Yeah, so it's Northern Arizona University. Another thing um, I didn't so know it's existed. It's a couple hours from yeah yeah no i didn't either you know i had a family member my dad went to asu and he tried to recommend that and i'm like nah this is one too hot too big and then i ran into flagstaff and i was like you know this is a little mini colorado in arizona so let's go you know and i had a blast so nice nice that's awesome yeah 
Um, so when you were at Northern Arizona and, you know, I'm trying to go somewhere, what did, what did you study while you were there? Cause I'm, you know, not to, not to like hide anything from anybody, but, but yeah. you would like admitted you're like a no. secret nerd. Like you're this like super strong <laughs> athlete, like super cool, uh, fucking person. And then deep down you're like, now let's talk about quantum <laughs> physics, which, you know, is what I was hoping yeah. we could talk about. Like, what did you study in school? How did you get to this, like this kind of thing that you got into. Totally. So actually I studied pre-law and criminal justice, criminology, and then uh, political science and sociology. Okay. So Holy um, shit. didn't, didn't pursue that. I know it random, right? Yeah. Didn't, didn't pursue that one. But, um, you know, I, I did, I did my internship the, my senior year. Right. And it was, it was just hard for me to stomach some of the cases that we were working with as far as I wanted to focus on child cases. And I was like, you know, I don't think I have the the stomach for this. Yeah. So I didn't, it kind of, it kind of scared me away from it, but, um, yeah, no, you're right. I'm kind of this like curveball. You wouldn't expect any of, any of the things I'm doing really. So <laughs> it's a fair question. <laughs> so, okay. So you're in college, you're, you're studying this. How did you get into like the lifestyle that you're in right now of just being like this athlete? Yeah. Well, you know, I used, I really focused on school and I was there. I wanted to finish. That's a, that, that was a six year program and I wanted to finish it in four. So, okay. you know, I didn't, I didn't party much in college. Like I really, really put in the work, you know, if you're going to do it, do it right type thing. And, um, you know, I, I used, I guess, going to the gym and kind of lifting as an outlet, a stress outlet for me. And I'm the kind of person I'm kind of all in or all out clearly, yeah. <laughs> but I, if I'm going to do something, I'm like, well, let's try to, you know, take it as far as I can. So I got myself into competing and fitness and, uh, you know, through that, it kind of, then that catapult me to wrestling and wrestling turned into now football. And now, you know, bodybuilding's come back around again. So one thing just really led to the next. And I've always been an athlete my whole life. I mean, I played soccer for eight years, played tennis, um, was a cheerleader. I mean, I've done everything really but swimming and so i just need it in my life it's it's a craving that i have and that's your to say the least <laughs> that's your darkest secret is you actually can't swim like you can do everything else but except that <laughs> you know i don't know that that's my darkest secret but it's one it's one of them <laughs> so yeah i can't swim very well i broke my nose a bunch so the left side of my nose like doesn't even work what? so it's hard for me to you know, the, yeah, to push wow. air out of my nose, you know, I, I finally figured this out. I was in Mexico snorkeling and the, the snorkeling guide was like, let me see you breathe. And he's like, well, that's why you're scared and you feel like you can't breathe because you can't. I was like, oh, okay. Now, <laughs> now I get why swimming's not so much fun for me. Got it. So, I was joking. I didn't honestly yeah. know that you did, you hated swimming, but. No, I, <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> um, okay. Can you talk about like the, the wrestling thing more? Like, were you that, uh, because every girl's or every school's got it where like the one girl wants to join the boys wrestling team and it's awkward for all the boys for for yeah. some reason was that you yeah and i'm sorry you broke up on the last part there were you asking uh if that was me out there wrestling yeah 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 so no honestly i didn't wrestle or didn't play football um, I think we even had a, you know, a girl kicker maybe at our high school, but it didn't, it didn't really exist. And, you know, I, I don't know that it even was that fair for the females wrestling when I was going to high school, because if you are the only female out there, it's like, who do you, who do you uh, wrap up with all the time? You got to practice with the guys and I, who knows, but no, definitely not. I never, if I were to, you know, close my eyes, um, and be there, but know what I was going to be doing now, it'd be like, what? Because none of it was present. So it's just, it's weird how things work out like that. 
But I will tell you, you know, I fell in love with wrestling so much that if I could go back or, you know, in today's day, uh, it's really grown the sport of wrestling for, for females as well as others. And I would have been doing it my whole life, my entire life, if I could go back. Yeah. Is that kind of the thing that you like the most that you do out of like football, wrestling and bodybuilding? Or is there is one of the other two kind of your favorite? Yeah, no, that's interesting. I it's hard for me to say because I, I love football as well. And they're actually relatively similar in ways you wouldn't think. But or I guess at least the position that I've been practicing, you know, as safety, it's a lot about, you know, body movement. Right. And, and uh, body placement, kind of being able to read that during tackling. Yeah. But I, I will say, you know, the the complexity of wrestling, meaning the different you know types of wrestling and fighting. I'll, it'll probably always have my heart. I think I, it's fair to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. For the football, that's okay. I didn't know that you were going to be a safety, but I guess like, I guess that makes sense, right? Like if you're, you're deep down secretly, this nerd, like the safety on the defense kind of has to like know how to read everything that's going on. Is that like, I guess, what's your favorite part about playing that position? I don't mean to lead the question, but like, Oh no, not at all. Not weird at all. It's, um, you know, well, when I first started in football, they had asked me, like, what position do you want to play? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't like, you know, I'm still working on figuring out how the scoring works. So I looked into it. I said, what are there football positions that are, you know, in, in sync with any, you know, type of wrestling or style? And safety was the number one. And it's it's being able to read where a body is and how to you know, get, get the body down, right? It's the same with wrestling. It's so it's tackling and some things in pro wrestling are very similar. So, um, but yeah, if you can read shoulders and know where to put your body to, you know, overcompensate or, or take that person down to the ground, then it's very, very helpful for football. Gotcha. So, um, but it, yeah, and you're absolutely right. The reason it's, it's, it's a very difficult position. I mean, of course, every position out there in, in football is super important, but the safety's position is to know what hasn't worked out on the line, right? Because it's coming to you if it doesn't. So you got to be able to know where things are supposed to be before they happen to. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a growing and learning experience for sure, but um, a lot of studying, a lot of studying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay. So you said pro wrestling. I just want to like make sure we're thinking about the yeah. same type of you're so you do uh like wwe style wrestling or like olympic yes. style wrestling okay wwe okay yeah no exactly so pro wrestling is how they categorize like wwe style yeah. wrestling it's, it's literally called pro wrestling yeah so um i w i'm thinking about i am dabbling in, in the idea of taking things to a next level like as far as more MMA or, or different types of, of mixed styles, wrestling and fighting. So we'll see. But um, for now, that's all I've done. <laughs> okay. No, that's awesome. I've, I've always been curious, like, how do you go about the acting portion of pro wrestling? Like not even necessarily the, the wrestling aspect, but like how you approach a scene. Like, did you act a lot growing up or did it, were you just naturally, did it make sense to you while, while you were trying it out? Yeah, you know, it's it's extremely difficult because, you know, pantomiming something that, and it, you know, people will joke and say it's fake wrestling, but yeah. sometimes you'd rather just get smacked in the face. You don't have to pretend like you did. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, I'm like, just hit me, you know, because it's real anyway. Yeah. But, um, he, you know, at the same time, when it comes to pro wrestling, you, you also have to factor in where the camera is. 
where the crowd okay. is. You have to engage with the crowd and you have to listen to the person that you're wrestling with. There's so many different components to be thinking of. Not only that, you're trying to, you know, be in character as well, your, your gimmick, right? So yeah. there are, I'm not at all saying that pro wrestling is harder than other styles by any means, but it's just harder in different ways. Because yeah. again, you know, I, I would rather somebody just smack me so I'm not having to act out you know, the, yeah. the hit, just take it so we could do this. So, which happens sometimes, but, um, it's a, you, and no, did I grow up acting? No, I didn't. I, it's, it's a, a huge interest of mine, but it is so challenging. And I don't think, you know, we see actors and they make it look easy, but anything that, you know, is made is to, to look that easy. It's because they're good at it. You know, yeah. it's their professionals and that, but you would think, you know, like people like Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey that can just, they just go. I mean, they, maybe they're naturally born with that, but for me, it's definitely, it's been a, a learning experience that I've had to really study and, and really understand myself and be comfortable with myself. And it's funny because when I see things from the coaching that they, they gave us, the acting coaching at um, NXT with WWE, um, you know, I watched a couple promos and then the stuff I do now, even right now on podcasts, I've, I've become so much more comfortable with, with who I am. And you can tell, I mean, you, you can, you can tell when <laughs> someone is overthinking and nervous, not yeah. comfortable. And so it's, it's a growing, it's a growing pain, <laughs> acquired taste for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. I guess my, my question is like, does football kind of feel like a relief when you go out there, you're playing safety and you like, don't have to care about what the TV is like, is the cameras pointed at you or anything like that? You could just kind of go. Yeah. You know, it, absolutely. Because I can't imagine if I were in a wrestling ring and someone was running full speed at me like they do. And I had to factor in a camera, my character, like <laughs> that would be stressful. So you got to act faster. So I guess it is a, a little bit of a relief. Yeah. There's something in me though. You know, it's, I don't know what this monster is that I have in me or maybe I'm mentally ill. I don't know, but I, there's something about full contact and, you know, making tackles and, and taking hits like that or whatever the case is. I love it. It's, it's so fun for me. So yeah, no, we're, <laughs> all mentally ill in our own way so it's all good uh <laughs> i'd have to agree there i'd have to agree <laughs> um is that is that part of what you studied in your sociology degree along with your criminology and <laughs> political science it's like you get to the end of it and you're like yeah we're all fucked up who cares <laughs> you know what that's also fair because by the time you're you know knee deep in your studying and you see humans of the same species you are apparently do the things that they do i mean at that point i'm just not surprised anymore it's like wow okay that happened as well normal normal so yeah i'm it, it definitely scars your mindset that it definitely does yeah no, that's uh, and I'm sure you've met some fucking characters while you're doing pro wrestling too. Like I, I, I can only speak for comedians, but like, boy, are there some interesting people that I hang out with on a regular basis. And I kind of feel like pro yeah. wrestlers are probably about that same breed, like breed type of person. Yeah, there's a, it's a type. I'll say that much. Um, there's, there's not a lot of dull moments and you, you never get the same thing twice. I couldn't say. So it's, in, it keeps things interesting and, and definitely entertaining. And that's the reason they do it. I think. Yeah. So are you like the people that you wrestle with? Are you like friends with them? Do you treat them like coworkers? What's kind of the dynamic there? in terms of like how you guys yeah. go about your your day to day or you get out of the ring like are you guys getting beers afterwards like uh like me at my tech startup Oh yeah I mean I definitely I'm I'm uh 
I, I, I'd like to think I'm friendly and it's, you know, it's different when it's a job, you know, and, and uh, you definitely want to be more comfortable with the people that you wrestle with, especially on a, a regular basis, because the chemistry and the dynamic and the ring changes when you do get more comfortable with that person, yeah. um, no matter what. But, um, you know, technically, you're, you're always in competition with, especially the other females, and especially at, you know, NXT, um, everybody is trying to take each other's spot. That's the point, kind of, in a way. Okay. If you look at it that way, too. So, you know, am I friends with everybody I've wrestled with? No, but do you do you grow in friendship? For sure. Do we have beers? Absolutely. It's, it's a blast. And we're, you know, we're all the same. Well, I can't, I don't know if I can say we're all the same kind of crazy, but we're more similar crazy than, than someone who doesn't wrestle, so we get each other. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's definitely yeah. how comedians are too it's like ah oh, that guy's a piece of shit but then <laughs> you can at least talk to him for an hour like you have enough to talk about right. with him that that you can get through it um no that's fascinating yeah. so like how how often do you get like pissed off at them at the other people there for like something they did like in the ring or does that not happen so often like i i would imagine like Oh, you I get see. intentionally hurt a lot. Like, do you get mad at that when they do something where you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> uh, no, I know that I'm like this aggressive person, but I'm actually, I, I'm pretty docile when it comes to that. Mistakes <laughs> happen in the ring all the time. Yeah. I have had a couple times where it was purposeful oh. and you are really fighting in the ring. I mean, people think you're not, and you are, and you're, you're talking shit to each other in each other's ear and you're kind of, you're in a real fight up there, but people are like, Oh yeah, that's funny. You're like, no, it's not. I'm bleeding. That's real blood, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So has it happened? It's very rare though. It's very rare. Um, you know, you hope that as, as professional athletes in there that you can, you're really, no matter what you're in competition with yourself and only yourself. But, um, I mean, if somebody, yeah, if somebody throws a real punch, I mean, you can punch them back. It's kind of a, I guess, an maybe an unspoken etiquette term. So it's like, go ahead, but know that you're getting it back. So holy shit, it's. But again, you know, yeah, mistakes happen all the time. I mean, I I get nervous in front of crowds, even if I try to fake that I'm not nervous. I'm always nervous. I'm very nervous when everyone's looking at me. It's 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 really hard for me to to conquer, but I do. You know, I find ways to do it, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh mistakes happen. Your nerves are are there, and I mean you can get kicked in the face when you don't mean to be, and you've got a the timing of everything. You the trying to work together, it's it's easy to make those mistakes, and so they happen. So you if you were too hot headed, you know you would you would take a suspension from the ring because you you'd always be too hot headed. You'd be fighting back when it was a mistake, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So how how often does that happen? Like, is that every other you know, fight or is it like, or does it get better as you go up in levels of pro wrestling? You know, I, it happens. I've, I've had it happen a lot, to be honest. I de definitely not more. It doesn't happen more, more so than it doesn't by any means, but I've, I've had a handful of times where it was, it was a purposeful fight up there for sure. What happened there? Like someone say some shit or like, what like how does it even lead to that i don't know i just like from a place of uh, yeah, yeah. comedy and normal work i've never been in a situation where i've literally wanted to punch my co-workers <laughs> yeah you know right right it's kind of super kind of nice, crazy actually um, yeah you know i don't ask so i you can you know, I, I don't know people have their reasons for if they do feel a threat or vice versa or whatever and 
by injuring that person, maybe you'll get your shot or you'll get your opportunity oh. to move up. Wow, that's There's a dirty. lot of people that will take that. Yeah, it is, no, and I'm, I, it is what it is. Um, and that's what I'll say about it, but I don't, I never give them the time of day to ask them why they care so much. And you just, you fight back. That's all you have. There's a crowd watching you, so you gotta make it happen. No matter what happens in there, you got, you, the show must go on. So you gotta figure it out. Damn, good on you. I mean, right afterwards, I'd be like, <laughs> "Hey, man, what what was that? Why did why did you just do that?" And then yeah. it lead to another fight just outside of the ring. So that's probably totally. probably the best way to do it. Um, yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably probably best. Um, so okay, so you mentioned like the anxiety of going on stage and like performing in front of a crowd. Like, what is that kind of like? Because you have someone else there. Yeah. But, and I guess I'm looking at it from like a stand-up perspective, like it could be really brutal in stand-up because you're the only person up there. Like, and if they don't like you, right. they don't like you specifically. Um, but like, how do you cope with that? Or like, how do you turn a match around? Let's say like, it's just not going super well. What can you do to yeah. like, okay, calm my nerves, bring this back around and like actually make it a really entertaining fight? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things like it's I've worked with some amazing wrestlers that they are generally there to work with you and they they're good at what they do because they can help someone that's, you know, a lower level wrestler or, you know, less of an expert than they are, right? And that they're willing to help you. So, I mean, you're talking to each other in the ring and and I've a couple times had to be like one, I'm going to throw up or two, I'm nervous. <laughs> and you kind of can, they'll let you hold a little bit longer so you can relax and breathe. No joke. So you talking to each other and, you know, other than that, um, the crowd engagement, like sometimes if yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm nervous to do this, I'll, I'll kind of turn the crowd and be like, should I do it? Should I do it? And like when they chime in, it, it really helps you. It's, it's, it's hard to describe because they just did WrestleMania with no crowd. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I can't even imagine because think of that crowd. And that's, that's, I mean, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. But, um, yeah, a couple things and it, you definitely get better and better about it. And you think less about, um, you know, the nervousness of what everybody's thinking, because I really think that anxiety from, from that, like when everyone's looking at you, you're, I guess it's a feeling of, of judgment. So the, the less you care about the actual judgment, but the, you care more about, you know, engaging with them because they're there to be entertained and that's your job out there. Yeah. It kind of calms your nerves. But at the same time, you know, I'm what's called a heel. So there's basically good cop, bad yeah. cop in pro wrestling. So I'm the bad guy, right? So I'm, you know, I'm the asshole. So the crowd boos me too. And that's what they're supposed to do. But Just as imagine good. that too. Like you all, <laughs> yeah, you, you feel judged and then they're like, boo. And you're like, yeah, I know. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> that means I did a good you're job. You're trying to find this confidence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to find this confidence, but the crowd's supposed to not like you. That's your job. So you're doing your job, but you're like, they hate me. <laughs> so it's uh, it's complicated. But again, there's a lot to think about. And so if you if you have someone in there that'll work with you, it, that's the best thing you can have. And then again, just making sure that the crowd's entertained because that's all they care about. And then the nerves go away. So, yeah, no, that's that's definitely the same. And on on stage and stand up, it's really like. You know, once you get the crowd going and you could feel when they're with you and when they're not with you. And once you once you hit that oh, switch, yeah. you're like, oh, all right, here we go. Now I can relax. I can have fun like these people trust right. me and you could you f could go from there. So I'm, I'm glad it's relatively the same. I'm not going to go try it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Absolutely. Okay, cool. So let's get into actually what we wanted to talk about. Like, how the fuck did you yeah. get into like quantum <laughs> physics and kind of stuff like that? And then like part B to that is like, where do you want to start? Like, what's your literal favorite thing <laughs> in this topic? Uh, and we could see how long we could go go on it before I uh, right? look like an idiot. Yeah, well, you know, gosh, where do I even start? It's so I'm a very analytical person and I always want to know the science behind everything I'm doing. I like I think the reason, you know, I, I initially went into criminal justice is because I'd like to know the why. So studying criminals and why people do things or analyzing how it affects whatever is is very interesting to me. For example, you know, I like to research if I want to convince myself to do something like why would I make my bed in the morning, you know, or why would I there's science behind everything out there. And if I can convince myself that it makes more sense to make this decision based on my research, <laughs> then I'll do it. That's all it takes for me. Yeah. So um and I've just always been like that. And then I then I am analyzing myself, like my performance, and I I calculate, you know, the decisions I've been making and what the outcomes were. And then I rearrange myself, you know, to to constantly progress. So it's like this active little uh, robot or something in my brain that makes me calculate things like that. But for whatever reason, it's just the way I am. And I was introduced to, I guess, the, the topic of the law of attraction or, you know, energy and, or, you know, the science of thought. And okay. at first you're like, what is this? What is this crap? Like, like I don't know. This seems so, yeah, this seems so far <laughs> out there and so unrealistic. And at the same time, then you start processing, like, well, you can't just, you can't just understand it. You have to actually practice it. And then when you do practice it and you see a result happen it's like gives you chills it's like wait is this witchcraft and i like placing people as puppets or like what is this you know huh. and it's when you finally yeah when you finally see it for what it is it it's it's changed my life in full i i literally credit my my research and and practicing the law of attraction and manifestation and all that stuff to eat every single piece of success i've ever had I credit wow. it to that or every failure I've had with being, you know, out of touch with it. And that's how strongly I believe. I mean, it is undeniable. And then of course, that is why as you grow in research, cause you kind of have to like absorb the, the, the basic topics of it and then grow to the most advanced understanding of it, which is quantum physics, which is basically in the easiest way I can even say it, which is really hard to even describe it in words. It is, it's proof of, the you know the the uh, practice of energy is an actual thing and it's recognized through quantum physics so it's um that topic you know i'm still growing there because i'm not something i'm not i don't like math and and that that realm myself but i love the idea of those things like data science that i can't do myself but the topic in itself is amazing to me so um i think that too for me again it's, it's changed my life and then you become addicted to it and um you almost make a joke of practicing it because you're like oh yeah i can i just have to calculate these thoughts and can discontinue calculating these thoughts and you get this result and why would you do that so it's it's become a an intricate part of my every single moment of my life wow okay that was fascinating now let's let's break it down <laughs> let's go back to the very beginning just okay. so everybody's on the exact same page here what yeah. do you mean by law of attraction like what is this what yeah. is this law that that you're embodying in your everyday life yeah so i think when i started to understand it 
on, you know, I guess easier terms is, I don't know if you've ever had a day where you're running late for work and then you spill coffee on your pants. You're like, oh, okay, today's the today's the day. Today's going to suck. Yeah. And then something else happens. And then you, something else happens. And you're like, oh my God, this is just my luck, right? Yeah. And you, that right there is a simplistic way of thinking. When that happens, instead of thinking, Oh, that's all right. You know what? I have, I'm lucky to have a whole closet of pants. I'm just going to grab one. No big deal. But instead you're like, Oh, today's going to suck. Yeah. And then you get in your car and then you get a flat tire. And then that flat tire, you're like, you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to call into work because my whole day's over now because of this tire, because of my pants. And it's like this, this ripple effect of bad events because your thoughts are thinking negatively and you literally are attracting more negativity to come along. And when you first hear this, you're like, no, that's just a series of unfortunate events. Or that's just, you know, you're not a very lucky person. But once you establish a foundation of the law of attraction, you, I have come to find in, I guess, in my theory that luck is not a real thing. You, everything mm. in your life was manipulated in a good or bad way from yourself. And so again, I think in, in other terms that, you know, quantum physics and the law of attraction disproves luck as well. Interesting. So I guess yeah. like the way that comedians and tell me if this is like applicable to be your, to your theory, but essentially like kind of yeah. what comedians do is they take these shitty parts of their life and then figure out how to laugh at them and then also <laughs> present it to other people to make them laugh at it so theoretically like if that happens to them they could think of the joke and it's funnier is like is that kind of the same thing in your mind as like you know just accepting this is what's happening and turning a, a negative into a positive or do you think it's a little different you know yeah i've never really thought of it like that and i think that it's definitely a, a way of practicing that i mean if you can if you can learn to laugh off the inevitable events of life that are going to happen no matter you no matter what you know mistakes whatever the case is yeah. absolutely i mean and then not only that you're you're helping other people to to laugh about things together and that room full of energy is toxic in the best way i mean toxic as in cancerous everyone sitting around you yeah um, like my and so it's it, no go ahead sorry yeah go ahead <laughs> no, you're good. I was just going to say cancerous or, you know, it's, it's contagious, not toxic, but, um, absolutely. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because I've never thought about that before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in your example of like coffee on your pants and, uh, like, you know, the flat tire and your boss is mad at you or whatever. It's like, when I have a morning like that, there was a morning a couple months ago where I spilled an entire cup of water on my bed before work. And then, uh, yeah. I caught my roommate pissing in our kitchen sink. And then I also got caught on the train <laughs> for like 35 minutes and it was in like one day. And as soon as I got to work, I was like, oh, no. God damn, this is going to make the best story. And it was, yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah. telling everybody in my office, like what just a horrible fucking morning. I had and I've tried to like yeah, get it to work yeah. on stage haven't haven't figured out how to make it work but that was just like your examples just reminded me of that and I was like oh I guess I kind of do that like I'm not trying to bring yeah. the negative energy into my office I'm trying to make them laugh at something that I've that's already happened and I can't do anything about it right Right. And you couldn't have like teed this up for like kind of the next phase of when I started to realize like, oh, you know what? That is true. You know, that doesn't seem that that crazy of an, a perspective or, or an idea because you start thinking back to your life of things you've already done. 
and you've already been doing that. Maybe you didn't recognize at the time that you were manifesting those things into your life, good and bad, but you were. And here's an example. When I was a little girl in the house I grew up in, you could see a part of um, this, like this, uh, it's called DTC. It's a Denver Tech Center. So it's, you know, an off office buildings, right? And the tallest building you could see from my window. And I remember thinking every time I saw that, I always thought to myself, I want to have a job in a big office. I want to wear high heels every day. Like I wanted to be hmm. Miss CEO. Even when I was little, yeah. I always wanted that. And I would look at that building and I, I got goosebumps right now because when I came home from college, I moved back to Denver and uh, I, I had some interviews and I took my first job out of college in that building. Wow. And I didn't realize it until after I accepted the job and I was like, wait a minute, look at the design on that building. But by then there had been all these residential areas and things that I, I couldn't see that building um, as I grew up older, right? But when I saw the design of the building up close and I looked back and I said, that's the building. And it was the first job I took out of college. So I had been manifesting that this whole time. And it's crazy because when you think in your life, there probably are some undeniable examples that you have through the, the science of thought brought certain things into your life. And it's, it's pretty powerful. And it, you almost become a, you know, a sensation of, of an invincible person because you really can do anything. It's crazy. Yeah. Besides fly. I tried that one. It didn't work out well. But, sure. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your dreams aren't always the best thing for you, but it's good to hit them. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fascinating. I like that a lot. So can you get into more nice. of you? You mentioned two things that, that really stuck out to me. One, the phrase, the science of thought. I want to get into that. And yeah. then two, you not believing in luck uh, at yeah. all. Um, yeah. Yeah. So just sorry. <laughs> I was going to put a third one on there. And no, I was like, no, I, sure. I said two. We're sticking with two. I, they're pretty bold statements. So I, you're probably like, what the heck? So I get it. So, you know, I did, I spent a lot of time in recruiting, which is, it's, it's very competitive sales, whether yeah. you're recruiting or you're, you're acting, you know, as an account manager, working directly with your accounts. Um, and you are having to meet metrics, right? And I'm sure tons of people have done this, but you're like, okay, I've got to make 40 calls a day. And is it really going to lead to this or this? Yes. And then you, let's say you had an off week and you made 30 calls a day and here's the result, right? So same thing there. So I would be around people in, you know, my what, four or five years or whatever in staffing that they would see other people's successes and they would almost excuse their successes for luck and theirs hmm. for not having enough luck in their life. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I don't think you're cut out for sales if you think that is selling is luck. It's, I mean, yeah, that's if not. you can, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, no, nah, I think it's, it, there's a science behind what we're doing because when you don't do it, you don't get anything. So you're lazy and you know, you're, you're lazy and yeah. your mindset is negative because I, I mean, you can, if you can analyze every decision you make all day long, even if you have to make 40 calls, but you analyzed how to put yourself in better placings at better timings, to get guaranteed better results, that's not luck. That's working intelligently and, and, and wisely. Hmm. So how can you say that's lucky, right? Because if, if luck were a thing, then how would anybody have ever become successful without the dedication, right? Because then people that don't have, I mean, do you know a millionaire that's not dedicated? I don't, 
you know? So well, it's kind of, I, I guess I think of it that way. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the pretty common rebuttal to that would be like, what about the lottery players? But I guess like you could say kind of the same thing. Like if someone's been picking the same numbers for 20 years, I don't know. What do you, what do you say to those, to those people? Yeah. A lot of the things that have to do with me feeling as though, or my theory behind luck not existing is even if they got quote, let's say you call it lucky in that moment, I guarantee you there were indirect things that happened up to that point for that to be manifested into their life. Hmm. So just because, just because yeah, it's a gamble, it's this and that. I know someone that won the world poker series, right? And is a self-made millionaire. Yeah. And he taught me the idea of manifesting that win. And so hmm. a lot of people could say, okay, well, poker is a form of gambling. Gambling is a form of luck, but he would tell you completely differently. Yeah. And I would tell you differently from the things I've done, you know? So, and again, that's my take. I could be wrong, but I think if you depend on luck, you're one, you're probably lazy. You're probably a negative person, or you haven't been introduced to the idea of, of manifestation and the science of thought. Um, because if you rely on that, I mean, if you think about it in that terms, how could that exist? Um, yeah. And if I'm making sense and if I'm not tell me, Hey CJ, like what the hell are you talking about? Cause I'll try to word it differently. Sometimes I struggle no. with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think I, I think I get it. I think what, like, I think yeah. what you're saying and correct me if, if I'm wrong is like the ends kind of justify the means there. Like even if luck does yes. exist, like you, if you act like it doesn't, is are going to be much better off in your life which i think everybody can completely yeah. get behind yeah you know and i just this show i just did a, a bodybuilding show right for wbff and um just if, if you if you accomplish a goal i mean i i look into everything in my athletic career i've been preparing for that show though yes you do a prep for that show but every decision i've made from my existence of time till now has played a role into the outcome of that, right? And whether I was in a ring or I was on a field or whatever I was doing, you know, I was, it was still leading me to that one moment. The decisions I made still had to encompass the result of that. And so I think people, I think people excuse, you know, their failures and things because they may know subconsciously that they didn't do what they should have in their entire life to get there they don't deserve that moment because they they didn't they didn't they didn't work for it you know but you don't have to work directly for your your successes or your wins you have to work it indirectly for them yeah. for them to happen yeah no i've i've heard the phrase um that uh hard work brings more luck or you're gonna get lucky more often yeah. if you work hard which is it's kind of the same thing exactly. right like you're setting yourself right. up for success yeah, but in that, that honestly, that was so, that was a way, way, way easier way to put what I've been trying to say, because you're absolutely right. Um, see this complexity? Sometimes I'm just struggling with my own words, but yeah, absolutely. So how could you ever say it was luck if it's the hard work that got you in better placings at better timing with guaranteed better results or luck? If you want to call it, that doesn't matter. But the concept of luck is what doesn't exist. Gotcha. In my book. Yeah. No, that's I. Yeah. I love that that type of thinking, and I I like how you get to it. Like I like following your thought pattern. So I appreciate the the longer <laughs> explanation here. Um, so okay. Well, I, I thank you because some people don't. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay. So how does it deal with 
quantum physics? Like, how do we take that next step to get to the original thesis in your in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. And so and two, I'm not claiming myself. Honestly, my like my that moment that a light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, wow, I actually get this. Um, was really recent for me, like as in this year, a couple months ago. So sometimes you can understand something in thought, but you're still working and moving towards coming up with like a, a verbal summary of the, those thoughts. But, you know, it, it, again, as basic as I can put it through science and anywhere from, you know, you have Einstein and now it's progressed to what it is now through science and through development. They have proven that your thought process all day, every day is directly related to your health, your success, your everything in your life. And that you actually hold the power within yourself as, as a quote, a, an individual universe to, to become the things that you either choose to or choose not to, and that we are in absolute control. And it hmm. even quantum physics has, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm currently reading a book called um, Knocking on Heaven's Doors. I'm, I can't remember the author. I'm sorry about that, but we can look it up. But um, it's explaining how, okay, so if this is true, what about God? What about religion? What is this maybe threatening to disprove if in fact, and I'm not saying I don't know yet what I think about that. I'm working on that. But in theory, like, for example, if you look at, you know, um, historical religious textbooks, I'll, I'll bring up the Bible for that purpose. You know, when they describe God, what they're not describing a human. And to me, now I'm thinking, are they describing the universe? Is this the law of attraction that we've now proven that God is the universe, universe is the God. And now we are knocking on heaven's doors because that's what it is. Or is that how they were symbolizing this, this idea and concept back then till present day? And it kind of opens up your mind to anything is possible. And so it's um, it's very hard. It's it's the most complex topic to wrap your mind around because it's taken me years to even like get to some of these, you know, findings because you also have to be practicing them and seeing them in front of you to, to start to believe in it. So it's it's something again, I'm even struggling with myself, but the concept is very interesting because again it's it's threatening a lot of other topics that they felt like they they knew were fact that maybe now aren't okay so you're essentially yeah. you're making kind of the argument that uh like quantum physics and science and spirituality are kind of one in the same and they're mixed together yes did i get that right yes okay. and i and yeah, I, I believe that they're not as much supposed to be uh, against one another as they are the same. And, yeah. you know, it's we're not meant to. I In my theory and the research I've done, I believe that religion can and has caused a lot of war and racism and, and hatred. And it is it's religion specific. But instead, these concepts are actually working hand in hand and they're not meant to or built for the controversy of that they're meant to be amongst one of the same so you know you have you have all over the world you know karma you know uh, the bible would say that karma doesn't exist right but 
do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Isn't that same concept as karma? Yeah. But we speak different languages, and so now we've hated each other amongst what we really need to understand is the same thing. Why does every religion, or I should say every most religion, have a male figure? Jesus, Buddha, Allah, and think about it. Aren't we all here? We're all humans, and we're all supposed to be holding hands with one another, not fighting each other. So actually, it's, I think, the new findings if we can really put an establishment out there and, and an understanding will help to, to bring us all back together or back together, I should say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's super interesting. That's a, that's a, I've never heard that way to, to describe it before. I'm just like processing right now. So uh, the, I guess the first thing that I've thought is like this type of thing with like the place where the world is in right now in terms of like uh, just you know, people are angry. Happiness is at an all time low in America. And yeah. a lot of people are saying like, yeah, it's because people have kind of lost religion. Like they've lost hope. They've lost the, the ability. I don't know if ability is the right word, but essentially they've, they've lost the ability to see something better on the other side. And it's just kind of like, yeah spiraling i guess in your argument that would mean like okay so they lost they lost hope in in god or jesus and in your argument that means they've lost hope in themselves is that kind of what you're like did i piece those together correctly or am i off a little bit a little bit yeah no i mean that that i think that definitely does exist i think it's it's a disconnect of understanding in general you know because whether whether it's political right now or um, religious topics or whatever the case is, there is a strong disconnect. I mean, I've been having conversations lately where I genuinely want to learn. And I, if, if someone asks, starts asking me my beliefs, I always say ahead of time, I'll answer your questions, but if they do offend you, that's not what I mean by that. I want to share my story and listen to yours and find an understanding on how to appreciate our differences, even if they are completely separate because our experiences are what shape us, right? Yeah. So you can't possibly have the same perspective as other people because there's no way you've been through what they have and they have formulated their opinions based on their life. That's none of your business to come in and interject whether they're right or wrong, but it is your business to educate yourself of the differences to then appreciate them for what they are. So the, if it, you know, the disconnect, I'm sorry, I don't, I know you're a comedian. You're probably like, wow, this is boring. No, I hope it's no, not no. boring you, but yeah. We did a whole episode yeah, on plane crashes. We've you know, we've kind of spanned okay. it all in uh, in this podcast. Yeah. People kind of know what what to expect at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I guess my overall my overall founding uh, or understanding is, and it's I'm not trying to be specific about the Bible, Christian, or any specific religion, but I actually took the time to start trying to read, you know, a, a Buddhism and other religions, and all of a sudden I was I was finding some similarities. And I thought, well, what if we could actually start to appreciate the, the things that are meant to be similar instead of only focus on how we're different and how we are misunderstood with, amongst one another? Maybe that's the answer. And, you know, quantum physics and, and the science of, of thought and, and the science of the law of attraction is, is just that. Think about that. They're, we're all focusing on all the negatives instead of the positives. So guess what? Our world's getting more negative. And if we could educate ourselves to be more positive, can we all maybe then hold hands? And it's interesting to think about, but I think it answers a lot. I think quantum physics is the band-aid that we need for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree. Um, it's tricky though because you know if you were to go up to somebody who like didn't even uh, they couldn't comprehend what you were saying at all. Uh, like I'm barely yeah, comprehending yeah. it. Uh, but the like they would then feel they could then feel insulted by uh yeah. by kind of what you're saying and like it just wouldn't make sense they would kind of shut it down yeah. so like i guess how do you like i i agree but like how do you yeah. use this concept to speak to different it? types of people right people that come from yeah. those different yeah. backgrounds that you're talking about yeah i think it's it's such a sensitive topic to bring up any kind of differences, whether it is political, religion, race, anything. I think everyone's so scared to ask ask the questions because everybody is so quick to you know jump on the on the defense there. And I genuinely will ask someone questions because I genuinely want to know. And I used to be a big debater. I literally was in debate club and I used to argue people. <laughs> But if you think about it, you know, let's say you have a political riot, right? And you got you got the left holding up their signs, you got the right holding up their signs. How many times at the end of that riot do you see somebody from the right or the left walk over to the other party? They're like, you know what, that sign you're holding up, I'm joining your party. That never happens, you know? And so the there's only, I feel, there's an effective way to communicate those differences. And we have got to take off the defense, take off the sensitivity and listen to people. And stop being so emotionally unstable about the topics and become wiser with shutting your mouth and listening to people. Yeah. And it's amazing. I've had, I've had some conversations recently and they it's honestly sparked even more concern because even if you approach it, like I've tried a bunch of different things. I just posted about this today. If you if you if you share an article, someone will always say it's not a well-written article, which could it be? Sure. So then you move to, okay, let's just look at historical, you know, you think are facts or what we're taught facts, right? Well, what if that's not written correctly? Okay, well, what if? Then I even tried, okay, let me find videos of this person saying it themselves. So there's no relay and still people don't buy it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, how do we do this, right? And what people don't understand, I think a big part is taking our freedom for granted. And, you know, if you look at other countries, that do not have the the structure that we have it's a pretty beautiful thing that we're allowed to cuss each other out you're a piece of shit no you're a piece of shit but hey we're free because of that we're free because of our differences we're free because we're allowed to believe in whatever we want that is not the way it is in the rest of the world yeah you know and there's there's parts of there's a genocide going on right where you are literally you know and i'm gonna just say this they're cutting the clitoris off of women so they're not allowed to to experience pleasure. That is insane to me. Yeah. Okay? So you, you talk about that. Can you imagine living your life like that? Then, you know, in in parts, I'll say parts of the Middle East, or maybe it's a more radical version. I, I have to be careful with what I say there. But there are some beliefs you can't walk in sync with with a guy. You can't, you have to cover all of your skin. I mean, that is, is that, is that freedom? Maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that, maybe that is freedom. But I think if people take things so for granted, and again, here we are, instead of focusing on the fact of everything we should be grateful for to be in, to be in America, 
we are focusing on everything we don't, I guess, have. And it's amazing to me. People that have, you know, immigrated here, I think would, would maybe be a more, you know, um, credible source to be saying these things because I, I, I'm just doing it off of what I hear and, and what I'm learning. But they'll tell you, no, America is an amazing, it's amazing here. You know, and they, they appreciate it because they've experienced it. So I'm like, hey, let's use some of our tax dollars and ship people overseas, including myself, so we can see it for ourselves. And then we can maybe, you know, understand that we should be a little more grateful to be where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that all makes sense. I kind of like to going back to uh, your like, how do you how do you talk to these people? They seem so ingrained in like in their beliefs and, yeah. and uh, that kind of thing. Like, I really do think it goes back ori- to your original argument about like mindfulness, about like you have to prepare yeah. yourself to be able to change. And I think one of the one of the issues that we're seeing in America right now is like people are just barely holding on and change is hard. Like if you're yeah. if you're in a tough yes. position, then just like the littlest thing can really set you off. And so I think that's why what's happening with a lot of people on both the right and the left is they're just yeah. like, man, shit is not going right. And I swear to God, if I'm wrong about this thing too, right. I'm going to lose my shit. And so they're like digging my heels in. Yeah. I got to be right about this. But like I said, it goes back right. to the original thing, which is like, no, you like if you could feel secure in what you're doing, which is kind of the whole argument for, you know, like what Canada's doing with healthcare is like you make people more secure about leaving their job because they don't lose their health care. Blah, blah, blah. I'm right. not about to go on like a liberal rant right now. But no, it's all uh, good. That's all good. I don't, I don't know what like that's at least how how I look at it, but it is interesting that you bring up like these other countries and like taking it for granted, like in this theory that you have is taking it for granted, essentially the opposite of taking a bad thing and then finding the good part of it. It's finding a good thing and finding the bad part of it. Yeah. Like that's literally when you start to think about any issue ever, I don't care if it's a personal relationship you're having. It is a a world, a global issue we're, we're having right now. Every time there's an issue, what's being focused on? How many times do you hear, you know, of course the news cat, right? You're of course they want to tell you what the bad's going on, but do they report the good? Do they report, you know, all, all the all the benefits and all no, they just they all they do, they're just talking shit. Yeah. I don't watch the news because of that. And it's amazing to me, people do not understand or believe. People I, I heard someone say to me that the news isn't allowed to inform us incorrectly. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) It's entertainment. Yeah. And that right there, right? It's like, okay, so we're there. We haven't even gotten there yet. So people are listening to this shit and running with it as fact. And it's framed on negativity. It's as simple as when you wake up and you can kind of try this little experience or experiment when you wake up, they say to like put a little hair tie or rubber band on your on your wrist and every negative thought you have the second you wake up you're supposed to snap the the hair tie <laughs> and you got a welt yeah you have a yeah. welt on your arm in Positive five minutes punishment. You're like, oh that's a psycho- yeah, psychology like, damn theory <laughs> yeah ah oh, damn it i gotta go to work oh i'm lucky to have a job you gotta yeah. re-engineer your mindset and it like you said change is hard it is but it's the answer so you want to get better you want to be more open-minded and happier or do you want to stay in your negativity yeah it, choice is yours 
So, but it's amazing. I think we're programmed and wired to be negative and you have to like rewire yourself, which I don't know why that is, but I think it's true or I I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, the evolutionary theory behind being negative is that, uh, staying away from negative things, uh, make you live longer where positive things like, like if I read a happy story in the news, my first initial thought is like, good i'm sure i'm glad that happened but it's also like that's what should happen uh but then when i read a negative thought like it's the new york fucking post drives me crazy because (laughs) i (laughs) i've got like a google news so i see everything like the atlantic fox news new york post it's like a whole mix and i really like how there's a mix but i swear to god every single time there's one shooting in new york city a city of eight million people one person dies and it's like holy shit the city's burning down and i like can actually feel my anxiety getting worse if i read too many new york post headlines in a row and i'm like okay technically yes it's news but also they're like murders up 50 percent, and it's like okay it went from 10 murders to 15 murders that's not a ton of murders I mean, it is. Don't get me right. wrong. I don't like any of them, but it's also like, okay, it's not like the city's burning right. to the to the ground. And so, like, I try not to read the news in the morning because it leads to that same thing that right. you're talking about. I just, like, wake up, and I'm like, oh, city's on fire. Oh, my God, my boss is after me. God damn it. And you just, like, spiral until right. you have a cup of coffee, and then you feel better, which, you know, addiction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like I wake up and I'm like, oh, another episode of The Truman Show today. Like, that's what I feel like every day. I'm like, is there a glass bubble? I know it's there. Okay. I know it's there. Hold that's on. what it feels like. You got a great <laughs> version of The Truman Show. Like, if we're all living in The Truman Show, you fucking killed it. <laughs> you got really lucky. And that's that's my callback for the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's just, it's wild. It is wild out there. But yeah, it, I mean, relating it all back to, to positivity, it's like, you can change anything out there, any perspective, any situation, and it's a powerful thing. And like you said, you know, the the science behind it and and being able to, you know, I, I forget the exact comment you just made, but you mentioned that the science behind it, right? And it's it's a fact. We we know this now for sure that it can do this. But again, you could even tell people that, be like, did you know you could become a millionaire? If you practice what I'm about to tell you, how many people would do it? Five? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, like you could write. I'm like, all right. Uh, same with dieting. I'm like, I'll write on a, a a napkin. No, you know what? Go get me a square of toilet paper. I'll write your, your diet, but you're not going to do it. I promise yeah. you. I think, you know, it's, it's that simple. People won't. Yeah. Yeah. I think dieting is a, a perfect example because it's something that literally everyone has tried to do. Um, and it's right. it's fucking hard. I mean, like making a million dollars, even if everyone did everything to make a million dollars, a lot of people would write it off as like, well, it's not really possible for me. But like dieting, right. losing 15 pounds should not be as hard as it is. And you're right. It's all about right. mentality. It's all it's all about like you know, mental strength where you're sitting there, it's two 30, you just had lunch, you're bored at work and you're not going to go get a bag of chips. Like that is so fucking hard, but it's really what you have to do. Right. Yeah. No, everybody wants the magic pill to fix it all. I'm like, nah. And that's the thing. Everybody's focused on it's Trump's fault. It's, it's theirs fault. It's a Hillary's fault. It's Biden's fault, which sure get your opinions out there. That's again, we're practicing our freedom. It's not, not their fault. But you know whose fault it is? (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's our fault. Yeah. You like point at yourself too. You know what I mean? It's like, we all have to, we, we all have to take blame in order to fix this. And it's, I, am I discouraged that it's going to happen? Of course I am. 
Um, and like you said, how do you do that? How do you, you know, so, um, you know, you know, a Marie, God, she is, she's so cool. I just love her, yeah. but this podcast we're doing, I'm like, listen, if we go into politics, we will be interviewing people from both sides so that we can start to build a neutral, you know, understanding and an educational platform to help people understand other people's perspectives so that we can learn and grow. And you know what? That's all you can do is try. And you can lead a horse to water, but that motherfucker doesn't drink it. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? I mean, that's what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly. No, I I love that. I love the way that you think about things. Like, I think it's it's absolutely fascinating. Um, and we are at an hour, so I think that's <laughs> a great you. great place to stop. Did you? Um, awesome. Did you? Okay. Plug your stuff because you got like a million things going on, and I'll also say it at the yeah. at the beginning. But like, what do people? What should people know about you, and where do they find it? Yeah. So Instagram's my main handle. I I really have a have left Facebook in the dust, yeah. honestly. So I'm switching <laughs> over to Instagram. So it's a, yeah, it's CJXO8 underscore EXT okay. football. You can find me. Um, we, uh, football's, you know, it's a, everything's an, an all season thing. So we're still practicing and everything as much as we can, but we are looking forward to our season in 2021. We just rebranded to the um, away from, you know, the LFL. So we went from lingerie football league to the legends football league. And now we're the but it's all the same, the same organization. Okay. So, so football, um, I just actually won my pro card with the WBFF. So I will be competing in the Bahamas next year at worlds so on a global level. So that's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And then, uh, we just, uh, we just launched our podcast. So it's part-time bros and, uh, a Marie and myself will be hosting that and it's going to be awesome. So that'll be once a week thing. Um, and we're looking to get in every dirty detail you could possibly come up with. So we're going to cover it all. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's probably the main things right now. And then I'm, I'm going to be coaching under my coach, um, Chelsea Davis. She's also a WBFF pro. So I think I'm going to get into the online training space. So there's a lot coming up to, to look out for. So I'm excited. God damn. You got so much going on. You're making me feel bad. Uh, <laughs> no. no, 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 please don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you taking an hour out of all of that to just talk with me about, you know, something, something random. So, uh, thank I love it. I love every minute of it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks so <laughs> yep, much. Bye. Bye.